we just want to give a huge shout out to Sirenscape for providing all the music and the atmosphere uh, for this. You can check them out at uh, www.sirenscape.com. You've got to be using it at your gaming table. It does a great job bringing the entire story to life through the NPCs and music. And so again, just a huge shout out to Sirenscape um, for having this great music available for us. Thanks. Welcome back, guys, to another, um, I think, character portrait. We're pretty excited about that. And uh, the character we're going to get to know today, uh, whose backstory we're going to get to know today here, uh, is really, he's one of my favorite characters. Uh, he played in a, he's a character that played in a 5e game five or six years ago now. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, anyway, uh, it's Bonk and Knackle. And uh, his player and his player Adam here, and so uh, we had a great time in that campaign. I'm excited for uh, Fonkin to be replayed in this one. Hopefully, he doesn't drive, uh, die by drowning to ghouls um, again. While the paladin does nothing to save him, um, and hopefully our paladin's better. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. So, uh, with that, Adam, uh, I'd love to hear a little bit about. Um, how you got into Pathfinder, how long you've been playing, and then uh, maybe what you enjoy about Pathfinder, and then tell us a little bit about Fonkin, Colin, from a mechanic standpoint. Like, what class is he, and where do you hope to go with him? Um, and then we'll jump into the narrative portion. So, turn it over to you. Sure. Um, I got in, I've always had a, an interest in tabletop role playing games. Uh, I grew up reading fantasy novels, and uh, generally, through reading these novels, you, you can tell the innate connection between uh, tabletop fantasy role playing and the effects of uh, on these authors' stories. Like one in particular, uh, Raymond E. Feast. He created his uh, fantasy world for his plethora of novels based on campaigns he ran in, like, I think the 70s and 80s when he was in college. So I've always uh, been interested, and I never really had an outlet to play. Uh, we didn't have the resources in high school, and my, my friends were somewhat interested, but we never really took the plunge. And then when you moved in with me at Mount Pleasant, well, you already had the interest and had a lot Serendipity. of the, the stuff there. Yeah, so we, so you invited me to play with some other folks you uh, gathered around for a 5th edition and eventually Pathfinder game where we played uh, this campaign before. So uh, I've, I've really enjoyed, enjoyed that to really be able to, to dive in at least somewhat into the Pathfinder uh, world. So that brings up a little bit of an in interesting point. You're one of two people in this campaign that are replaying it. You and Boss, uh, who's playing Laven. So, um, what what makes you excited about replaying uh, Curse of the Throne? I really liked the the story of the Crimson Throne the first time we went through it, and 
what I'm really interested in replaying it is now that you've run this uh, story before, mm-hmm. I, I'm really curious to see what else you add now that you're more familiar with the content, and maybe we can do things that we just didn't do the first time around. Because I don't think we, at that point, we, our group had never really taken on such a big uh, story uh in a game before, so I'm interested to see in the changes. And I'm also excited because as much as I loved the Paladin I played the first time, uh, his name was Alwyn Karsk, but I'd like to... I'm interested in tackling the story through an absolutely, totally different character, and then trying not to uh, meta too much yeah. and see if I can uh, flex those role-playing chops to actually uh, feel like I'm playing the game for the first time again, which I don't think will be too hard because it's been a couple of years now since we finished uh, Crimson Throne the first time. So, yeah, and we were I'm all sure I've forgotten some of the particulars. Yeah, and I mean, we were all learning Pathfinder, so half of it was just trying to keep up with the rules and remember how to, like, learn how to play the game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But it went well, I, I think, especially when we were able to do the in-game sessions uh, uh, or in-person sessions for that year that we did. That was really, really fun and totally different than the digital experience that we've been doing lately. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm, I'm just uh, interested in a different take on it and a more experienced take on this uh, adventure path. Well, tell us a little bit about Fonkin. Knackle. Yeah, uh, Fonkin. Fonkin Knackle is a... Uh, he's a gnome, and he's a rambunctious, somewhat irritating gnome who really loves questing for knowledge. And so he's a cleric with the domain of knowledge as his primary and uh, his secondary domain domain is the rune domain so he's heavily focused in skill ranks toward knowledge skills so hopefully he'll be able to fill in the party with uh, valuable information on both what monsters we fight or magic items that we find or circumstances of uh, magical import that we find ourselves in, such as like traps or uh, other mechanisms we might find in the various dungeons. He uh, is not going to be a healing-based cleric, because we already have a... I'm pretty sure we have an oracle that's focused on healing. So it'll be interesting to play a, a cleric that is more focused around buffing and just overall party... Uh, enhancement in terms of the knowledge that the character can bring and uh, the overall goal is to eventually it'll be a while but eventually i'll start taking the prestige class of lore master with funk and, and i don't think that kicks in until about seventh or eighth level probably eighth level eighth, yeah. so uh otherwise uh, he's just he's a cleric and he likes knowing things and he he really doesn't like uh, one, he doesn't like no, not knowing things, but he's not salty about not knowing things. He likes to learn, 
but the one thing he hates above all is just uh, being confronted with irrational claims. So that's where he becomes very uh, combative and confrontive, is if he does not, uh, if he doesn't see the perspective or he of another player character or uh, NPC, he will uh, do his darndest despite probably the, uh, the smart choice of letting things be. He'll keep hounding that topic until some kind of a answer reconciliation is found or an answer. Or, or he'll just call people dumb and just be a jerk about it. So he's, he's a, but otherwise he's not like mean spirited. He just gets really passionate about getting things correct and using logic and reason to, to guide choices. Cool. Very cool. Well, uh, we're going to, uh, let's start the, let's start our new session. So we're going to go back in time to seven or so years ago. And you have uh, come to the city to learn more about uh, who Nethys is and start your training as an acolyte. Um, you're set up to take over the shrine here in Corvosa. But you need to train under somebody for a while first. So you guys are in town. Now, your parents didn't send you alone. You came with your cousin, Erky Knackle. And so you and Erky come to town and immediately fall in love with the city. You enjoy all it has to offer. Erky really enjoys the nightlife. Enjoys going out and uh, finding different parties that are going on in the heights and crashing them and it's really, really getting involved in that. Uh, he also goes to some of the more seedy parties that like the, or, uh, or the heights are pretty pretty, but uh, some of the poorer people put on. Eventually, you begin to notice a change in Erky. Uh, he sleeps a lot. He's always ornery. Eyes are bloodshot pretty often. And uh, come to realize that he's actually taking drugs. You confront him to find out uh, what drugs he's been taking. He pushes you off and calls you a stick in the mud. But I know Fonk going to be a pretty savvy character. And so you lie to Erky. Tell him that you actually want to... No, you want to get involved in. So he hooks you up with his guy. And uh, his supplier. And so you go to a back alley where you meet a uh, shady character. And uh, as you get there, the man says, Ah, you little gnome. Who's this? Who's this then? You bring in some of your friends or family? Where you all come from? Erky's Erky, yeah. response is, Oh, it's my cousin! Yeah, I'm Fonkin. <laughs> I'm here for the blow, yo. 
Uh, that's how you say it, right, Eric? Yeah, I, I, yeah that's... No, it, it's Shiver. Ah, the Shiver! I, I need the Shiver. I hate you. Like... We hate you. Well, yeah. Who doesn't, right? Yeah, it's mutual, so that means it's fine. So you can sell us the Shiver. Well, and I suppose I could sell you the Shiver. If I had it. How what do kind I know of drug that... dealer doesn't have drugs? That's dumb. I'm not a drug dealer. I'm a businessman. I'll tell you what. I will sell you some fish. Perky just fish. Yeah. I don't sell drugs. That would be ridiculous. But it seems like you might want some fish. Erky, how the heck do you get high off a of fish? He shrugs. <laughs> eh. well, Alright, well, I guess we don't have dinner, so yeah, I'll take some fish. Alright then, that'll be 25 gold. What kind of fish is this? Oh, it's the best mackerel you've ever tried, you guess? succulent and it'll take you to another plane of distance I'll tell you what uh, well that's that's quite promising fish I've never heard of a fish like that oh but... we catch them right here in the Yeager River we used to just go why come down I... to the dock side why wouldn't I just go get the fish myself that 25 gold's a lot you gotta know where to fish for them I'm sure and I can figure it out. The halflings are sailors. Gnomes, you are here studying magic. Not. So, I catch the fish. That's my job. Uh, well, 25 gold's a lot. How about 20? Ah, true businessman you are. I'll tell you what. Since it's your first time having me excellent back I'll lower the price to ten for you. Ten? Oh, yeah. See, oh. this is high-quality stuff, but you don't have to believe me. That's why I give you a great discount on the price there. And you get to try the fish. Erky, it's still 25 for you. Eric, you've been buying $25 fish all this time? Our rent's expensive, man. Yeah, that's why I can't pay rent. <laughs> and he hands uh, the man a bag of gold pieces. Where, where do you get the money, then? We don't get that many alms at the shrine. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's where I get the money from. It's alms at the shrine. Oh, and, no. and from the parties at the Heights. They just give me money there in the form of their art that I take and sell. Oh, that's troubling. Uh, Alright, well, here's your ten gold, fish man. Can't believe takes your money. I can't believe that this poor sod. Oh, Erky, don't steal. Get an honest job. Yeah, get an honest job, you lazy bum. Alright, then. Here's the address. You go to that address, and one of my fine associates will give you a macro. Oh. 
what's the associate's name? How do we know who it, who we need to talk to? You know, I don't know their name. Just go to that address and someone will hook you up. All right? I'll tell them you've come. Uh -huh. All right. And the man walks away. Now, you got a pretty good look at him. He had one bad eye. He was wearing... A, he was kind of up there in age. He, he was a cane. Um, wasn't super old. Just like... Uh, he was in his like late 50s or... A cane, and uh, he was wearing a wide-brimmed hat to protect it from the sun. It had a white feather hat. And he walks away. Cane clicking. And he gave you a piece of paper with an address on it down in the dock. Which you guys are already in uh, Middleton. So it Crossover and enter an aisle. What would you like to do? Well, we paid a lot of money for this fish, Erky. We might as well go to the address now. Yeah, we should go get. We should go to the, to get the fish. And he's starting to like shake. Seriously, Erky, what? When did you start the stealing things? I get that you might like this fish, yeah, but it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You'll like the fish, too. Let's go. Yeah, but you're stealing from the temple, Erky. I didn't know you were doing that. No, I'm not stealing from the temple. I'd never steal from Nefrus, whatever his name is. Nephrus, you dolt. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I steal from those uh, parties I go to all the time up in the Heights. Uh, Alright, do you know where this address is? Uh... Yeah, I think so. And uh, you guys wander off into the heights. Now, people don't really stare at you here in Corvosa, but you are kind of like two gnomes together is a little bit of an odd sight. You cross uh, the river uh, into onto Enderon Isle and approach the address. It's kind of a rundown shack. Actually, it looks like it should probably be condemned and be put into escrow. Uh... <laughs> And so as you approach, uh, you like knock on what you think is the door. And uh, a little kid shows up. Hi. Are you the fish merchant? Yeah. Um, I have I have the fish. Hold on. And he comes back. Uh, the little kid comes back with... Uh, Two packages wrapped up fish. Here you go. Bye. Uh, bye. And uh, is this how how it usually comes? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. That's I haven't seen that kid before, but yeah, it's always some kid that gives. Huh. And the kid looked really rat like ragged, like not bathed and. You grab the fish and walk away and smell something that doesn't smell quite right. After you're a ways away, you, like, dawns on you that the rancid smell is the fish. That you have in it. This is gross. Yeah, but you don't... Wait, you thought we were actually buying fish? 
Well, no, but I didn't think they'd actually give us rotten fish. <laughs> yeah, we bought fish, but, and he reaches into the fish's mouth and pulls out a small vine. This is what we really came for, and he pockets Oh, okay. I'll do the same. And uh, you guys go home, and you're like, ex get to probably, do you start to examine what it is, or do you take a hit? Uh, if we're home and not in the middle of public, yeah, I'll start yeah. examining it. Yeah, not in the middle of public. No, you guys, <laughs> you guys get back to the. Yeah, look at this vial, Ricky. What's in there? <laughs> uh, you guys get back to there, and you're starting to examine. Now, at this point, you're just entering into your clerical training. So you don't even have like you don't you haven't even mastered the basic cantrip of like first cantrip how to how to harness light and so you haven't even done that so you get home and you light uh, the lamp that you guys have and you start to like smell it and always inquisitive like oil some of it off and suddenly you hear a thud in the room uh, in in the room behind you. As you turn around, Erky is on the ground convulsing. Ah, Erky! What did the fish do to you? And uh, with a, there's an empty vial next to uh, next to him. I'll run over to try and uh, make sure he's not banging his head and try to see if. Uh... Maybe a heal check of some kind, if I'm even able to. Yeah, go ahead and roll. Roll me a heal check. Right, that's a 19 true die. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, you you really like he's overdosing on the drug that uh that he just took. Oh no! Oh no! That's not good. Um, ah. How do I stop it? I don't know how to stop it. Nethus, help me. Ah! <laughs> I don't know enough. Erkes starts to uh, cough up blood. Some of it spatters on your face as you're cradling him. Head on him. Um, you try to, like, do basic first aid on him. Uh, but, like, you don't know what the heck is going on. And normally they just, like, if somebody overdoses, they they vomit it up. He vomits it up, but then, like, starts vomiting up blood. And, uh, he dies there in your arm. Beloved cousin, Perky. Uh. But it's a it's a pretty violent, ugly death. This fish, it ain't good. Oh, Arky. I I I have to. Oh, I know. I need to go to the police. The police, the the guards. They can help. Maybe we can find that old guy. Or, uh, oh no. Eventually, uh, you 
you talk to your mentor who one who's training sympathizes greatly and uh helps you clean up uses some minor magics to clean up uh Erky. and then he carries Erky to the pantheon of the uh the pantheon of the there and he lays Erky down two of you go to the guards as you arrive at Citadel Volshenek, headquarters for the Crimson Guard, one of them uh, at the door there says, Hello, uh, how can I help you? Uh, yes, good good guard. Um, my name's Fonkin, Fonkin Knackle, and uh, I'm here to report uh, my cousin, my cousin Erky Knackle. Uh, we're related. We, uh, he he, he uh -huh. died of a, of a drug overdose. And I, I need help finding the criminals who sold him the drug to get it off the streets. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. He looks up at, uh, or there, um, who it should be obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> I worship Saren Ray. Let me... Um, you look at, he looks up and kind of like, Gives your mentor a weird look. Yes, uh... Erky has passed away at the Pantheon of the Many, and the body is being prepared proper for a proper burial. <clears throat> yeah, from Nethus. That's the shrine where I work. Yeah, and the guard says, well, you can go in and file a report and we'll do all that we can do. Uh, okay. Yeah, I want to file a report. I have the address that we went to get the stuff to, and oh, yeah, this is what he took. And I pull out the file and hand it to the guard. Guard smells it. Uh, thanks for turning this in. It's Shiver. Yeah. Shiver? I thought it was called Fish. No, uh, it's Shiver. It's a drug. Uh, Didn't you know that? Well, I knew it was a drug, but I thought it was just called Fish. <laughs> uh, no, sorry. It's not. And, uh, the two well, you, you, would, you couldn't blame me. I mean, they gave it to us in a dead fish. It was really gross. Huh. That is that is pretty gross. Yeah, it smelled make awful. A note of that. I've been saying we need to start a buyback program to get this off the, uh... off the streets. Maybe Cressida will get one going. If he ever gets elected, uh, or promoted to captain. And so, uh... You can, anyway, you can go here to the office and file an official report, and we will do what we can. That sounds perfect. I'll go there now. You head off, uh, you head off to the office and fill out a report there. You turn it in. And you hear nothing. You keep checking in with the guard, uh, who continue to tell you that they're sorry, uh, but there's nothing 
uh, that they can do. There are other larger criminals that need to be got after. And that the man that you're describing, they know to be one Gadrian Lamb. And there are others that are looking for him as well. He's on their, like, list. But with the stresses of the city, they... Gadrian's a small fry in a in a big machine, a small cog in a big machine. And so they're trying to take down the big machine and clean that up. But but I gave you an address. How could you not have followed up or found anything, done anything? He shakes his head. Uh, let me check. And he's looking back through the report. He goes, uh, actually, we went to the address uh, the day after you gave it to us, it looks like. And it was just an abandoned warehouse uh, in escrow, set to be demolished two days later. Which it's now uh. gone. So, either the address you gave us was bad, or uh, this Gadrian fellow has had moved on shortly after uh, sending you there. That's troubling. I'm sorry. And so, over the next uh, six or seven years, you continue to check in with the uh, guard, but uh, you keep getting kind of that same story about Gadrian. And uh, they're always very sympathetic, but it's also very frustrating that your cousin's death goes un- uh, Justice is not being served. That is frustrating. Well, if these darn guards aren't going to do it for me, I need to find this Gadrian Lamb myself, then. Uh, so you start doing research. You uh, The first piece of research that you do, uh, and this is before you even get the report back from the guards, is uh, you do some research on Shiver and overdosing. You find out that actually... Um, you either have to take a lot of shiver or a very bad dose of it to build uh, by an overdose from. And so Gadrian not only uh, sold you uh, not only sold you drugs, but also sold you a very bad dose of bad drugs because he only had one vial. Yep. So it was very bad drugs. So you find that out. You are never able to quite track him down uh, in your research. It was very frustrating. Uh, your mentor eventually passes away. Kevin eventually passes away. Uh, and uh, you take over as cleric of the shrine. Now you're still an acolyte yourself, novice. But you take yourself uh, very seriously there. Treat the Book of Magic, Ethis's Holy Book, with great respect, and you do treat um, you treat the, your job very seriously. And you, uh, what's more, is like a good cleric of Nethus, you do not blame Nethus for the death because Nethus does not get involved in mortal, and so you don't blame Nethus for not saving. Or come to terms with that a bit after. Wrestling. One day when you go in for your normal uh, clerical duties, cleaning the shrine, 
and uh, setting up, praying with parishioners, things like this. You go into the where you keep the Book of Magic, and you keep it uh, warded with blasting. But anybody walks in, they would blow up. As you open the door, you dismiss your room, walk in, uh, both of them are there, and you open up the book, and inside the book uh, is written something else, not the book of methods. That's the book of magic, not his words, but words that are like meant for you specifically. And this, um, this, what they. has done to you. He has wronged me as well. I know where he dwells, yet cannot strike at him. Come to my home at Three Lancet Street at sunset. Others like you will be there. Gadron must face his fate, and justice must be done. Oh, finally a lead. How did... How did someone get in here and write in my book? Why did they write in my book? This is a holy book. I'm going to have to have a talk with whoever did this, but I guess I'll take a lead on Gadrian Lamb. As but you, my book! As you complain about your book, the words on the page coalesce into a horror card. Did the words disappear off the pages? They do, and Nethus's book goes back to words of Nethus. You pick up the horror oh. card... Thank goodness. Can I do a Knowledge Arcana? Uh, yes, you can. That's a six on the die. I think on the character sheet I'm plus nine. Yeah, so 14 or 15. This is strange magic that you have not experienced or it seems to be some kind of a, maybe a divination magic or something. You know horrors do a lot of divination. Uh... uh. I'm not mad at her for writing in my book anymore. That was cool, and I need to know about it. And also get that lead on Gadrian Lamb. That's also good. But this magic thing's cool. So you see the... Uh, you have the the Haro card, and you see... That, uh, still on the Haro card is a message that was... And with that, we will pick it up session. So, thanks for playing, Adam. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And we hope you enjoy these uh, character portraits.